Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief, and today's a great day because we get to celebrate one of my good buddies winning the Bush League, and I'm, I'm happy for him. Oh, wow. I can't wait to find out. And I am the Champ, or soon to be uh, ex-Champ. Uh, starting tomorrow, every day will feel like moving uh, from daylight savings time as I'll gain at least an hour of free time each day. <laughs> what do you mean you'll gain an hour? How's that work? Uh, um, because I won't be online checking three different leagues. I won't be following, uh, you know, doing all my stat calculations, that type of thing, since the seasons will be ending. Well, for the most part, anyway. Yeah, well, you should have gained an hour about mid-August. Wow, that's that's harsh. <laughs> that's really, that's, hey, by, by, by the way, this is this is my worst finish in in quite some time, and it's the worst of the three leagues. So, so just to update you, in the NFBC, where you're a minority holder in that league, um, we're going to finish fourth, Raj. Um, okay. First and second was the money, um, but we finished the salad fourth. Right. We went out like champions, like we are. Well, at least we went out with our heads up anyway. But we're going back at it next year, though, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. In okay. fact, I'm going to – here's the thing. is I'm, I'm going to invite others to join the same league that I'm in, so at least somebody in the Bush League has a chance to finish in the money. Yeah, I'm just going to keep investing into you. Okay. All right. So, so tell me about your opening. What's going on? Yeah. Well, uh, we're, we're celebrating the Sewer Hawks' uh, fifth championship today. Uh, is it, you know, is it, I've known them since I was a kid. I played little league with them, and it's always it always makes you feel good when something good happens to a friend, right? Uh, yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I, of course, in, in the Bush League, it's a little bit more. Uh, self-centered and I always want to win knowing that's not possible, but um, yeah, it's, it's been um, a, a great year by him. And um, I believe we have uh, the impending 2021 Bush league champion, Bob Kirk on the line. Hello guys. Hey, Bob. All right. How you doing? Congratulations, man. Your fifth title first in eight years. Yeah. Uh, and you, yeah. and you kind of steamrolled it, man. You, you, you had a couple <laughs> hiccups. Maybe late yeah. in August, but it really wasn't close, was it? No, nah, thanks, Raj, and uh, I appreciate the comments. Uh, right back at you, pal. I, I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, interesting year, right? Um, it, uh, you know, it, yeah. Um, I mean, after Acuna went down, it, it got a, you know, it got a little more interesting toward the end. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, the offense, um, you know, that, that certainly helped. Um, but there wasn't too much drama toward the end there. So, uh, yeah, it felt really good. Every, you know, you know how this is, guys. I mean, you, you have to have some luck along the way. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, um, you know, the retention certainly helped. And, you know, I guess we'll get to that in a minute. But, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, everything worked out well. Yeah, so let's, let's talk about Acuna. So when Acuna goes down, um, that – that's kind of a big deal when you're leading, and it wasn't that far into the season where, like, Acuna goes down in September. You're like, all right, wh whatever, I can, I can work it out. But Acuna goes down fairly early. How panicky were you when you heard when you got that news? Yeah, not too bad because I felt like I had some depth, and it helped to have a pretty good lead in yeah. a lot of those offensive categories. Um, and then, you know, to be honest with you, my, my pitching was 
always the weakest part of my team. And when I was able to swap out Acuna and uh, and bolster my pitching with uh, Castillo, um, that helped. So, uh, and and if you were watching the stats down the down the end here, I mean, some of the categories started tightening up. I exactly. I think runs and stolen bases and um, maybe OPS. I don't know, but I, that that fat lead I had in the five offensive categories started shrinking down a little bit. Yeah, it it did. I mean, well, they got closer. I, I don't know if they were in striking distance of you. Um, so with the pitching, you know, you said the pitching was the weakest part of your team. Well, obviously, you, you won every category offensively. But 35 points, it's still, it's still pretty good. I, I guess the only one you struggled with was in saves. Other than that, you, you had, I would say you had a pretty good year in pitching, no? Yeah, it, it was a weird year with pitching because, you know, the the stats from uh, Alcantara, Burns, Woodruff were were really solid. But yeah. I only got, um, I think it was like 28, 29 wins out of the three of them. I'd have to add it up. But um, the way they pitched, although I know you guys in other podcasts talked about the weirdness of wins. And, and man, I felt it firsthand because um, I actually thought I would, I'd be higher in the standings uh, in the wins category. Yeah, when when you look at it, like Corbett Burns plays for a team that won a division pretty easily. He has a two four two ERA, a point nine four WHIP, two hundred thirty four strikeouts. Yet he only wins eleven games, and you think yeah. that equates to like eighteen wins, not not eleven. Exactly, and Woodruff, I'm just looking at it. Now. I mean, nine wins with a two five six. I mean, that's that's pretty crazy. Right? Yeah, and the other thing that sticks out to me: those two guys started every five days, and they had under a one whip. That's yeah, that's pretty damn good. So that was money well spent. Even though you you wanted to retain Burns, you thought you could retain him for a quarter, and you spent two forty five. He's still worth every cent that you spent on him. Yeah, I, I screwed that up. I, I think last year. Don't ask me how, but somehow I dropped Burns, I think. Yeah. And then I came him or something. But, um, yeah, I mean, retention got me out to a good start, right? I mean, between Tatis, Acuna, Woodruff, um, I screwed up a little bit with uh, Pablo Lopez. I could have kept uh, Reed Hoskins instead, I think, for a dollar. But, um, and Lopez, he, he pitched okay. Uh, it, it, you know, he was up and down with with injuries and only going like five innings when he did pitch. So that was a that was such a great. Yeah. So the the other the only other question I had for you before I give it over to Jamie is, did I know I know the bill probably passed you for a couple days, but after you retook the lead and you kind of drew the line in the sand where you're saying, hey, they, turn out the lights, this party's over. Did did. Were you ever? Did you ever really feel threatened by Rick or Bill at any point from mid-August on? But it it was pretty interesting. You're right. Uh, Bill actually for a couple of days, I think. Um, I forget what month that was. That maybe late July or early August. I I, I remember, but um, I forget exactly what made me say turn out the light. <laughs> I think it was the trade. And I think, it, well, Rick got decimated at the trade, line, uh, trade uh, deadline. Um, and I think 
Bill may have had some, well, the injuries, right? He had DeGrom and, um, you know, and some of my other players were coming off. So I, I think that's what triggered me to say turn out. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Go ahead, Jamie. What do you got? Yeah. Hey, Bob, just want to be one of the first to congratulate you on a almost perfect um, 2022. Um, I, I think Thanks. you played this um, about as well as anybody can play. And it, you know, obviously it pains me to give such, um, such kudos to you, but um, we talked um, early, uh, I guess, in, in the year, saying that you had the best retention class. And as long as you don't flub it during the draft, which you had a very good draft, and then I think what people overlook is the fact that you did really well in FAB this year. You grabbed players before you knew you, knew you needed them, such as Willie Adamas. And just wanted you to talk um, a, few, a few seconds um, about FAB and what your thoughts were during the FAB year. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, I got pretty fortunate with um, – you know, it's funny, guys. You, you know I don't really follow the American League, right? And – this will give you a feel for how lucky I was there. So I'm like, yeah, I'll take a shot at this Willie Adams guy. Um, <laughs> and I kind of looked up some stats and I'm like, eh, you know, yeah, yeah, who knows? Give it a, give it a shot, you know? Um, and then he, he was on fire ever since he uh, came over to the uh, NL. But um, I think I had a decent amount of money in fab in that. Yes. Fab. Uh, so that, that certainly didn't, hurt um and, and adamas was was the biggest uh i mean honestly i, I can't even think of uh some of the other uh, bigger pickups i made way i mean kyle gibson later in the year he didn't really do that much when he came over to the phillies and he was he was frustrating as hell to watch honestly but um yeah adamas was uh that was jackpot um, I remember when he came over. This was like I think it was in mid-May. This was Adamus, and uh, it was the uh, May 24th Fab bidding. And uh, Roger and I were texting each other, and we said, "Hey, this is going to be the Willie Adamus sweepstakes." And I think I went eight or ten, but you went 15. And was it due that you, uh, I, I guess, like you're saying, some of it was just due to a little bit of luck, not really knowing who he was? But you were fortunate enough to have such a big lead early that you had the money. Is that true? Yeah, that's part of it. And um, <clears throat> I, I, the Tatis injury scare um, played into it a little bit as well. I mean, as you were <laughs> – as you kept predicting, Jamie, I mean, I just kept waiting for that guy to, you know, be out for the rest of the year. And then somehow – to this day, I'm not really sure how he kept playing. I mean, I know they covered him a little bit, I guess, by moving him to the outfield. But um, I really was expecting to lose him. Okay. All right. So, so, so good by you. Um, you, you know, you, you talked about with, with Rogers just a few seconds ago, you talked about, uh, I, I guess there is a little bit of, of, of luck, um, involved in every Bush league season, but I think in, in, in your, um, in your recipe here, there was just a dash of, of luck because let's, let's think about this. Yes. Uh, last year you named your team Hawks eat squirrels, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> yeah, so so w- was that a bit of foreshadowing also? I mean, that was even before you said turn out the, the lights. Um, yeah, yeah, I suppose so. I forgot all about it, actually. Um, that was kind of a uh, follow-up with Tom's crazy uh, deck story, right? But, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, last year feels like uh, forever ago at this point. But, uh, yeah, maybe it was foreshadowing. Who knows? And, and, and here's the other thing that I'll look at and, and give you. Uh, this is the last bit of credit that, that I'm going to give you is that I'm going to say that the seeds of this 2022 season were really sown back in 2018 when um, some hyped rookie uh, by the name of Fernando Tatis was on your roster, and you left him there on your roster all of 2018, I think, without any stats, and then picked him up in 19. So you've been building toward this, and I've been – I'll call you out on this. Uh, I've been watching you build your rosters over the last few years, and you really look down the road um, like you have C.J. Abrams um, next year. Um, is that a new strategy of yours or one you implemented – three or four years ago, or is that just by chance? It's a combination of both. I mean, it's, it, it, I guess it's a strategy, um, but it, it has to just play out that way too, right? Um, I mean, you, you know how that goes. Um, you know, some of these guys, these hyped rookies, you know, sometimes they don't pan out too, right? Or it takes them a couple of years to... Uh, Wait, did, did you say Nick Senzel? Is that what you are saying? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so um, just just you know, a, a great a great year by you. Um, some of the players, just to mention a couple that just um, that that I think were very solid players that most people wish they had that kind of went under the radar were like C.J. Crone, almost 100 RBIs, FSL Garcia with 29 home runs. Just just a a, a great season by you. Just to let you know that um, all eyes and targets will be on you for for 2022, Bob. Right, right. Uh, I wouldn't expect anything else. No, it's um, it's funny, right? Because Tatis and Atunia, your attention goes to them first. Um, although obviously, you know, the Acuna injury injury was interesting, and even Tatis being in and out was a little funky. But you're right. I mean, the guys that that really got me through this were, were Crone and Max Muncy. I mean, Max Muncy, uh, you know, I remember. I'm thinking when I got in for two bucks, I'm like, yeah, I don't know, you know, um, but I didn't think he was going to hit 36 home runs, 90 some uh, RBIs. So, you know, that's, that's where good fortune comes in. But, but you know, what's funny too. Um, I mean, the draft went well, um, but you want to talk about, I mean, even some of my marginal players, like, it sounds kind of funky, but, like, Gregory Polanco, the, the guy pretty much stinks. Like, they chip him out of town. But I, I ended up getting, like, some decent garbage stats out of the guy. 14 steals, um, 11 home runs. I'm not saying that makes the roster, but, you know, 14 stolen bases. That's a you know. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations to you, Bob. Um, well done for 2021, and um, we'll we'll be gunning for you in, in in 22. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to it, and uh, hopefully, hopefully we can find the uh, the, the trophy, right? <laughs> <laughs> the missing trophy. Yeah, it's out there somewhere. Somewhere. I don't have it. It's been a while since I've seen it. <laughs> How about you, Rod? <laughs> nope, I have no idea. <laughs> All right, Bob. Well, hey, thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you on November 6th. Yep, that sounds good. Yeah, looking forward to seeing everybody, guys. Thanks a lot, and uh, great job on the podcast this year. Um, I listen to most of them, and you guys did a hell of a job with it, and uh, I always I always look forward to uh, listen, listening to it. Uh, 
taking a break from work uh, during the week and checking it out. So much appreciated. Thanks, right. Bob. All right, man. Yep. Take care. Take, take care, guys. Thank you. All right, bye. All right, Jay, that was good. Yeah, you know one of the things it was a it was a fairly dominating year, right? He yeah. he, he picked up. I I was looking at, at at the stats. This is one of the more dominating years. If, if we exclude last year's half season with with Tom's team, right? Bob picked up eighty five um, percent of the points, right? Eighty five out of a hundred. Um, in 18, I had 86.5% um, of the points. But, you, you know, usually if you can get 70% of the points, 75% of the points, that's a really good that's a really good year. So it just goes to show you his, his dominance. And what I forgot to ask Bob was I wonder if some of this is attributed to the fact that both of his boys are now in college and he can spend more time um, on this. Or he needs what the do you money. Think? He needs the money now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, and, and instead of Ben mowing the bar, maybe yeah. I'll send it to New York University yeah. or uh, or uh, Penn State, right? Yeah, he needs that 250 bucks, whatever. It, yeah, that'll whatever pay for that'll is. pay for a book. <laughs> pay for the bus fare back and yeah. forth. <laughs> All right. Funny. Yeah. So, and the other thing that struck me when I was looking at his team more critically. You know what I mean? Because uh, usually that's what I do when we have guests. But he's right. Max Muncie had a great year for $2.05. 36 homers, 94 yeah. RBIs, over a 9 OPS. Um, and he's right about Polanco and 14 stolen bases, which is significant amount of stolen bases. So, so uh, I'm going to do some, some quick math, right? Um, in in, in my, my analytical world, stolen base is worth three times as much as a home run, roughly, right, yeah. if you roughly equate it. Yeah. So that, that's like 42 home runs to, to, to try and, you know, measure, yeah. a, you know, apples to apples, if you will. Sure. Yeah, and, and he did mention about Pablo Lopez being up and down, not pitching a lot of innings, but the innings he did pitch, he has a three ERA, just over a one whip. He's got five wins and 111 strikeouts for 25 cents. Like, you can't get that on Fab. So. I, I got I to be honest with you. We, we all need to be scared because Bob has a really strong team coming back. Depending upon how much and which players he wants to retain, um, uh, I'm labeling him as the favorite of going into 2022. Now, having said that, usually the the, the champion has a, a good chance to repeat next year just because the, the strength of your roster from the previous year um, should you retain them, will lead you into at least uh, a, a nice spot in the following year. Not always, but it gives you a head start. Yeah, he he. Um, you're right. He he's got a good framework of, yeah. of retention yeah. there. Enough about him. I'm tired okay. of talking about him. All right. Well, we are going to talk about him in a, in a, in a way because uh, we, we right. decided to have the championship gala. I don't know why we started using that word gala. But anyway, I think we like to be fancy. All right. Maybe it's too much television that we watch. It is not black tie. It is shirt and shoes okay. at the minimum. Um, it'll be Saturday, November 6th, probably early afternoon. And we're, we're going to figure out a place that, you know, can house us. Okay. Right. So, so Rod, on, on Friday, that would have been uh, October 1st, you had sent out a text message to everyone to see what their availability, if they could make it on Saturday, November 6th. Um, how many people responded and who still needs to respond? Right, so all but three responded, and I'm sure you can pinpoint one of them. 
Okay, I'm going to say Tom. There's one. I'm sure he would have responded, but um, that was his birthday, so he was probably with birth, uh, busy with birthday celebration. Okay. Uh, Sam and Josh. Okay. All right. So you three, you three, let us know. Yeah, uh, this is not the venue to communicate with those three. That's the, that's the <laughs> All right, so we can. Are you suggesting we can bad bad mouth them here and they won't know about it? Oh yeah, yeah. We can, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm I'm gonna pass both Tom and Sam. So hopefully that will be their punishment. Um, and Josh, uh, how about this? I'm gonna beat him for the seventh year in a row in the Republic League. So there. You go. there. All right. Boom, boom, roasted. Roast. <laughs> uh, let's talk about some baseball news. So we have an interesting yeah, thing that. coming up in this junior circuit. Uh, where the American League East could have four teams at the end of today tied for the two wild card spots. How cool would that be? Um, I, I would love it. And, you know, just when you think it's not going to happen, you know, the Yankees lose a couple games. Um, the Mariners should have won that game on Friday night, and they would have been in real good shape. I keep waiting for the uh, the Red Sox to collapse, and, and they really don't. And I, I was, you know, I'm actually watching the Nationals and the Orioles in 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 September and October. Who would have thought definitely who would be watching an Orioles game? Yeah, I watched three of them last week with the Phillies. Yeah. Um, yeah oh, I, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be cool. if And, and I tried to read that tie-breaking thing. I'm just completely confused by it. So I'm going to see what happens at the end of the day and then check the guide on okay. the, <laughs> the game. Uh, I'm, glad you said, I'm glad you said that because – I really tried to follow it, and I, I just I just got lost. I, I couldn't. And, you know, that was with the four teams, and then, the, you know, they went down to each specific one. And I, I the one I, I understood was that, hey, if only two teams, if the Red Sox and the Yankees win, then yeah. they're in. I understood yeah. that one. I understood that, too. <laughs> and then I, I guess uh, the Giants and Dodgers could finish tie at the end of today as well. Yes. You know what? I, I actually hope they do. I hope the Giants lose. And I hope um, the Dodgers win. And I'm guessing if, if that does happen, then the Dodgers would have to. Wouldn't you think that they would elect to burn Scherzer on uh, um, on on Monday so that it, it, it may benefit the Cardinals? And the same thing with um, same thing with the Giants. I, I don't know if if Gausman would be in line to pitch that game, but I, I think it, it would help the Cardinals either way. Well, I guess in a small way. Uh, Yeah, I I think it would because you got to burn some pitching, right? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So let let me just see here for a second here. Um, I I would think for the Dodgers, yeah, it would be be Scherzer. And if everybody keeps their rotation the same, it would be Alex Wood for for the Giants. Yeah, my guess – the way Gabe manages, it would be Alex Wood and and then a bunch of other people. A bullpen game? Yeah. I okay. hope Dave Roberts just throws Scherzer until he gets into trouble. But, I mean, who knows? Yeah, who knows what will happen. But I'd rather have Scherzer than Alex Wood. I know that. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, we'll see. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be a crazy Saturday. I, I like – I like the way baseball starts all their games at 3 o'clock. Do you like that? I do, because it, it prevents people from kind of tanking stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, so, speaking about that, it looks like the Padres are going to finish under 500 this year. 
Yeah, yeah. That's who would have thought that? I mean, they were. I want to say in mid-May they were actually 14 games over 500, and now they're let's see, they're 79 and 82, three games under 500. What what a bad what a bad just horrible finish and. Rumors are now out there that Jace Tingler, the manager of the Padres, is going to be fired. Yeah, he should be. He should be fired. Uh, that that team is too good to. Why do you say that? Why do you, what, tell, tell me why you say that. Um. Well, number one, sure is you know maybe you don't win a division because the Giants are have 106 wins right now. Like no one would have predicted that. No. Right. I mean that's. It's just one of those years for them. But there's no way that the Padres finish under 500. I'm not even talking fired because they didn't make the playoffs. But fired because they have an MVP candidate, um, good pitching. They signed a lot of guys. And someone's got to, someone has to take the fall for it. Okay, so let's just jump back for a second. Um, here's how bad the Padres are. Um, is that they're actually 27 games behind the yeah. Giants. Who would have thought that? And and here's what's worse yet. Here's what's worse yet. They're four, only four and a half games in front of the Rockies. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and I, um, I, I, th- I think we saw the beginning of the end when they fired their pitching coach. Last, yeah, pro- pro- yeah, probably. But but here, here's, what I'll, here, here's what I'll ask you. Um, two things. Number one, is it the manager's fault? Because you had said – that the Padres brought in a lot of players, which they absolutely did. But does this go to more, should the Padres have been looking at how players um, mesh with, with, with each other? Um, you know, yeah, maybe they had all the pieces, but maybe the pieces didn't fall together. And, you know, second of all, if, if you're going to fire uh, a, a Jace Tingler with all those pieces, what about uh, a Joe Girardi? Yeah, I don't know if you could compare the Padres roster with the Phillies. Uh, they both spend a lot I, with no results. Yeah, I, What I'm saying is the Padres have the players to not finish under 500. <laughs> I, I'm not sure the right. Phillies have a roster equal to the Padres. They certainly don't have the pitching. Okay. They certainly don't have the back-end pitching to equal the Padres. So, uh I think he would be comparing apples to oranges. It doesn't mean I don't think Girardi ought to be looked at. I just, I just mean that I, I don't, I don't think it's the same. I don't think it's the same roster. So, so help me out here, not to focus, not to make this a, a Phillies-centric podcast. But who, who is the media blaming right now? Because somebody's got to take the fall for the Phillies. It, it, it seems like they crept right up to the line and they fall back. I mean, just same as in in the twenty. 20 year, right? They got the, the, uh, on the last day they could have uh, made the playoffs last year. And by the way, should the Mariners make the playoffs, um, the Phillies will be the longest team in major leagues not to make the playoffs. Yeah, so uh, I think I, I think the Phillies lost to the Giants last year, ironically. Um Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's a good point. So I the 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 hope as a Phillies fan you know, you put your trust in the leadership, right? That's where you put oh, your trust. Okay. And I think Dombrowski is someone you can put your trust into. I, I think he has enough in the bank where, as a fan, you could say, all right, let's see what Dombrowski does here. 
I, I think that's fair. Okay. And whatever he decides to do with Girardi, because Dabrowski's had success pretty much everywhere he's been, uh, I, I, if, if he decides to keep Girardi, I'm okay with it. If he decides to get rid of him, I'm okay with it because I trust Dabrowski. I don't think he's Gillick, but if you look at Dabrowski's record, he, he's done a good job with teams that that were bad and he built them up. Okay, fair. That's a, that's a fair enough answer. So, so my other question for you is, what do the Phillies need to do next year yeah, and so, beyond? Yeah, you asked me this like during the week, and as I looked at it, I think it it really comes down. You know, when you talk about the roster itself, the players, it really comes down to Baum and Nola. If Nola is is who he is the past couple of years, which is a 500 pitcher and a 4.5 ERA that can't get through three times. It, it, it can't get through the lineup three times in a game, they're in trouble. If Baum is not who they think he is, they're in trouble. Because think about it this way, Jim. If Baum isn't the player they think he is, then they need a third baseman. They're going to lose McCutcheon. They're going to need a left fielder. They're going to lose Herrera. They're going to need a center fielder. They're going to walk in with Wheeler and Eflin, probably Gibson, and Nola as a 4-5 ERA, 500 pitcher. That's a problem. Even if when you look at free agency, even if they went out and signed Scherzer, if Nola doesn't fix what he needs to fix, they're still in trouble. Even if you went out and signed Trevor Story, it, it, it would, it's still a problem because you need a left fielder and a center fielder. Yeah, okay. And, All right. and, and I guess there's not, help on, there's not help in, on, on the way in, in, in the farm system? No. Okay. You know, uh, 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 Bomb is that guy. It, you know, it, okay. it really reminds me of in 2012. They needed Dominic Brown to be who they thought he was going to be. And he wasn't. And when, when Ryan Howard faltered in 12 and 13, they needed Brown to pick up that, and he, he was worse. And it, it just got worse from there. So, so okay, so, so let me see if I can – bring this whole podcast together. So maybe what they need is somebody like Bob Kirk to manage their um, farm system because <laughs> Bob took a big chance on Ronald Acuna. He was supposed to big, be a big free agent, hit on him. He hit on Tatis. Um, we'll see if he hits on Abrams. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, 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 he, he, he may be the, the factor. I, this is what I think the Phillies ought to do. is They ought to sign story, try to trade Gregorius, Hope Baum works out his kinks and see if they can sign Scherzer or Stroman. Okay. That's Fair what, enough. That's what I think they should do. Okay. And, 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 and maybe if they sign Story, it gives Harper even more protection and they can just beat the crap out of teams. I don't know. Because if, they're, if they don't fix that pitching, they're in trouble. Mm. Right? All right. I, yeah. I guess it's, uh, you know, it's not, nothing like spending other people's money, huh? I'd love to do that. Well, if they're going to spend it, just yeah. I mean, they're going to spend thirty to forty, maybe even fifty million dollars this year. Because I mean, they have Herrera coming off at twelve. They got McCutcheon coming off at twenty. There's thirty-two million right there. There you go. That almost gets you Scherzer for two years. Uh, not for two years, for a year. Yeah, but it's it's there, right? Yeah. Yep. Um. So uh, the, the only other thing that I I thought it was interesting, Devin Williams is out for the playoffs. 
Yeah, you know, this is like part two, right? He's like Oscar Yanoa. He fought the wall, and the wall won. Um, it's, it's, that's, uh, forgive the puns, an unfortunate break for the uh, for the Brewers because he was a nice bridge to, uh, to Hayter in the ninth. Yeah, so I guess Suter's going to be their main guy in, in the seventh and eighth. Um, I, yeah, and I think they also, um, although not tested, I think they like Ashby. Um, in that situation, uh, who knows? Who knows with the Brewers? I'm not. I'm not so sure now. Uh, you had pointed out a long time ago um, in this season about how the Brewers really don't hit that much, and and I wonder if 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 they fall behind in games, which is a big if because of their starting pitching. If they fall behind, if they're going to be able to to make a deeper run into um, into these playoffs, I'm going to say probably not. Yeah, so I'm looking at their stats, and Garcia leads the team with 85 RBIs. Yeah. And Urias is second with 75. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they need Yelich to wake up quick. Yes. Yep. <laughs> quick. Yep. <laughs> right. and, and, and if he does that in the playoffs, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I guess in the playoffs, too, you could go with three starters in a five-game series. So – Sure. Yeah, you have Hauser, you, you, you got Hayter, you got Suter. Uh, yeah, they got you got Ashby that can fill in. Uh, and both, uh, I mean, Woodruff, Burns, and Peralta can go long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And th- that's what they would need, obviously. And have Hauser come out as long relief right away. So as, as we talk about all of this, Raj, uh, I think what I'm going to do, is I'm going to send out to the entire Bush League, um, like we did last year, is ask everybody to fill out a, um, a bracket. I won't, I won't send the bracket itself, but just tell me who's going to win the world, you know, all the way through the World Series. And um, maybe what we'll do – well, I don't know. Do you have any favorites right now? Because the next time that we're on, um, we'll be into the middle of the playoffs. Who do you like? I, I like, like personally like no one. Uh, I am <laughs> – <laughs> I am going to root for uh, the Rays and the Astros up until they get eliminated. Um, I, I I might root for Mo- – I guess if I had to pick a National League team I'm pulling for is Milwaukee. I, okay. I, yeah. I, I, I don't think – I think the Giants are probably going to get upset in the first round. Uh, how about this for a pick? How about this for a pick? I'm going to say the Cardinals make it to the league championship series at least. Uh, uh, and that's a lot. That's a lot of. It, it's more based in, in 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 favoritism than anything else, based than, than any kind of knowledge. I don't think that their starting pitching is is strong enough. But you know, I, I just need them to get past that one game playoff, and then anything can happen. Yeah, and and like I said a couple of weeks ago, I I think the Giants think they can win this. And if they end up winning that division, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the Giants will get to the World Series. Does I, don't, okay. I, I, I mean Atlanta's a team you have to be careful of because their pitching is better than people think. I, I think their starting is, pitching is pretty is decent. I think it is. Yeah, okay. I think they have 87 wins to get because they get off to a really really slow start. Um, they're going to have the least amount of wins of any playoff team. Yeah, well, that doesn't matter. 2011, the Cardinals barely made it, and they won the freaking World Series. Yeah, yeah. well, don't forget, in 2006 when they won the World Series, they won with 83. 83 games? season wins. Yeah, in 2006, yeah. Yeah, so, 
Um, yeah, I'm looking at Atlanta now. They lost one, two, three. They lost eight games in the first two weeks. Atlanta did. Yeah, they they they, they got out. They got out to, to a just a horrific start. And you know what? Give the Braves management yeah. a lot of credit, They're right? For picking up Duvall, for picking up Soler, for picking up Rosario. Um, uh, Rosario, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they they did a really nice job because they could have just folded their tent and say, "Hey, we 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 give up." Yeah. Yeah, and they they had, you know, yeah, they they did a good job, and they they probably have the capital to trade, and that's why they were able to do it. Um, um, are you suggesting that a good farm system would help? That's the key. <laughs> mm. Anyway, go figure. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to root for the Astros and the Rays, and, and probably the Brewers. Okay, so the Astros will play will will, will play um, what the the White Sox, right? In the first round? Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah, yeah, they definitely. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna pick, pick the Astros to win that one. I, I. I don't know the White Sox. I. I'm. I'm not. Not. I'm not impressed. I thought they'd be a little bit better than they than they are. Maybe they haven't been pushed. Yeah. Um. I don't know much about them, but I have watched the Astros quite a bit, and I, I think they have a pretty good club. Yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah, they do. Um, they 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 might be a little bit light. And in, in, in their pitching, we'll, we'll we'll see. I think that's where they're going to get hurt for starting pitching. Yeah, but yeah, they I, so they hit enough at, where, where they can they can win games seven six if they had to. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see. But yeah, we'll get the notes from the other owners and then and then uh, when we yeah, because we'll we'll be knee deep into the playoffs next time we're on. Yeah. Okay. Uh. I do have a twib note brought to you by Schaefer. Schaefer, the one beer to have if you're having more than one. Evergreen Brewing Company out of Camp Hill, Pennsylvania. Uh, it's called Juice Juicy IPA. J O O S E. Juicy IPA. Uh, I've never heard of them, and hopefully they're not the same people that make Everclear, are they? I do not. Uh, what's Everclear? Uh, grain alcohol. <laughs> I don't the people that make the grain alcohol. I don't think so. Uh, this is six percent okay. ABV. The beer advocate has an eighty-eight. That's what I would give it at. I, I would give it an eighty-eight. It's got a uh, like a hazy look to it. Okay. It's got a hint of like some fruit, but it's it's got a really good taste. I would definitely drink this again. Uh, I literally pulled it out of Wegman's yesterday. I was looking for Bob's Bob Kirk's beer that he mentioned to us, Hunter okay. Dog, um, but I couldn't find yep. it. So. Uh, I started having anxiety, and I just grabbed this thing. That's, that's how I chose Okay. It. Yeah, I was actually next to a guy. We were looking in the same area, and I looked at him. I was like, this used to be an easy process. <laughs> right. He started laughing at me. He's like, I know, because I come here every weekend. I buy six different ones, and I try them. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of what I do. So, um, hey, yeah, you, you, you know what? That, remi- that reminds me of, of, of Bill and I were talking this this morning, and I said, "Imagine this. Imagine you're hosting a, a get together, right? And twenty, thirty people, and you want to serve beer at this, but you don't know anything about beer. You're not a beer drinker yourself, and you walk into a distributor and say, "Hey, I'm hosting a party. Um, people like beer." What do I get? I mean, the the choices are it's it's overwhelming. It's daunting, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah it it is daunting, and that's what I that's what I was telling them. I'm like, this used to be like a ten second process. 
<laughs> now I'm actually like looking at beers for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, but do you find okay? So, so you said you get anxiety and you pick one, or or do you really enjoy the process and really looking through that? Uh, I don't know enough to enjoy the process, and I I said anxiety kind of tongue in cheek, but. I felt like I was there for a long time, and I told myself, all right, dude, you just got to make a decision here. <laughs> you just need to pull the trigger. So uh, I, I don't know enough to enjoy the process yet. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's a good beer. I, I definitely would have it again. If I saw it on tap, I would I would pull the trigger on that. So. Okay, so here's what I'm going to ask you for the next podcast, um, or the next two, is uh, I want you to try a pumpkin beer. Christy was next to me when I was looking at this, and she said the same thing. And I don't, I don't like pumpkin. It, it would, like, is is there a food you don't like that you, right, like you just can't eat? That's what pumpkin is to me. All right, all right. Um, but 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 it, you may not taste the 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 the, the notes if you see it. Look at look for pumpkin by Southern Tier. I think I saw that. Yeah, I mean that that should be a prevalent one. Okay. And then, then, then report back. All right, perfect. What, what is, else we got? Then report back. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, today in baseball history, 1975, Frank Robinson becomes the first black manager in Major League Baseball, signing a deal to become the Indians player manager. He went on to manage the Giants, the Orioles, and the Expos slash Nationals. Um, I think he managed that team when they had those orange uniforms. Yes, you're, you're right. And you know, something about Frank Robinson is that I, in the annals of history, somehow I, I feel like he's gotten overlooked uh, just for all of his contributions um, in baseball. I know Major League Baseball has, has kind of recognized him, and he's had careers when, not only as a player, as a manager, but also in, um, in, in, in the Major League Baseball front office. But am I wrong on that? You are wrong. Or no, you, no, I'm sorry. You are right. You, you, you are okay. You are absolutely correct and last year when they started talking about renaming the mvp and josh gibson's name came up and i got no problem with josh gibson i don't know any of his stats i know the legendary status he had in the negro leagues but frank robinson won the rookie of the year the mvp in two leagues he's won sporting news player of the year he's won every possible type of mvp in major league baseball why the MVP award isn't named after him? I got no idea. You're right, and he can save he could save Major League Baseball because they could do it in both leagues. Exactly. Yeah, he may actually be the only one that won it in both leagues. Yeah, he is, I believe. Okay, I, th- I think he is the only player in Major League history to win in both leagues. Yeah. So why that's not even a a thing? Like it shouldn't have been a thought when you're going to rename it to name it the Frank Robinson Award. I, I I I am I am 100 behind that. You're way overthinking. I, I and it has done that. I'm not saying anything bad about Josh Gibson. I'm, I understand no. who he is. I understand what he you know the legendary status he had, but he's not Frank Robinson. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, un- unfortunately, um, he didn't come in at a time when baseball was accepting of that. But you're right. If we just look at the pure major league stats. Uh, it would be hard to top what Frank Robinson has done in Major League Baseball and his co- contribution. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's, it's almost impossible. 
All right, so uh, 1990, George Brett becomes the only player to win the batting crown in three decades. What? Yeah, 76, he led the league with 333. 1980, of course, he had the 390 year. And 1990, he hit 329, led the American League all three years. And, and I double-checked, no one's done it since. Wow, 76, let me see, you said 76, 80, and 90, Correct. three batting championships. Yeah. Wow, good, good for him. What, what a great hitter. Yes, he was a great hitter. He was a, yeah, he is, was a great hitter. Is 390? No, 390 is not the highest. It was not the highest average um, since Ted Williams, right? It was, didn't, um, didn't Tony Gwynn in that straight shortened season hit 394, yeah, I he think? Yeah, he hit 394. Yeah, but that, yeah. Yeah, and, but that was a strike shortened season, right? The 80 season in which Brett hit 390 was a full 162-game season, correct? Yes. Yep. Yeah, I yeah. Yeah, I guess either way, that's that's pretty remarkable. Oh yeah, it's you you hit above three fifty. It's remarkable. I, Jeez, I, if you I, hit two if you hit two eighty these days, you you know you're a batting. It, how about this? <laughs> if you have somebody on your team that hits two sixty um, on your bush league team, it's not hurting your average. You're not. It's not hurting your team average. No, no. And speaking about hurting my team average, I, I forgot to mention this, but Eugenia Suarez got into that three, thirty home run club under. Uh, sub 300 OPS. Or, or <laughs> I, remember I told you, I was like, okay. he has a shot. He had three homers this week. And they're, they're the only okay. times he got on base. Uh, maybe we can name a, an award, uh, you know, here to four after uh, Eugenio Suarez, Eugenio Suarez. What do you think? Yeah, brother. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so glad the season's over and get rid of that guy. Um, <laughs> all right, and last, Add him to the list. <laughs> lastly, in 2010, the Pirates lose to the Marlins, closing their season with a 17 and 64 record on the road, equaling the 62 Mets. That 17 games they won on the road. How do you? How are you that abysmally that bad? That's just wow. 2010 Pirates. They they've come a long way since then, right? And 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 speaking of the Pirates, how did our bet turn out between the uh, the Tigers and the Pirates? Who was going to have the better record? Oh yeah, it's not close. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not close. So, uh, to win 17 games over a six-month period, do the math on that. What's that, two and a half road games a month? Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, you know what? Here's what's interesting is, is, is they talk about moving the A's out of Oakland. They talk about moving the Rays out of, out of Tampa. Um, I, I like to see at least Tampa split their time between there and Montreal. I think that would be kind of cool. But nobody ever talks about the Pirates leaving Pittsburgh. And I, I know that they've been in the National League for forever, but does the city warrant a, a major, league, major League franchise? Well, I can speak. Uh, when they have good teams, people show up. And I don't know what their attendance is. I mean, it's nothing like Tampa, Oakland, and Miami. It's, it's much higher than that. I'm almost positive i'd have to look into that but um when they're good they they play i i I don't know how major league baseball puts pressure on ownership to spend money i i I don't know how they do that okay that's a good point i mean i mean pittsburgh's a beautiful uh a a great town to see a baseball game the stadium is is one of the nicest that i've been to certainly uh one of the most picturesque uh of all the stadiums uh, 30 major league stadiums yeah, I agree with that. 
Yeah, I, I think it's a great stadium to go to. And, and when they're good, people show up. And, and they still show up more than Miami and, um, and Tampa and Oakland. And Oakland, All right, that's, uh, yeah, people that's show a good up point. in Oakland, too, when they're good. Which, you know, they're normally good. Yeah, okay, so. fair enough, fair point. All right, all right, what are you walking off with? Uh, first thing, I want to wish the Bearcats a, a, a happy birthday. Um, his, his last in the, his 50s. Um, I'm fighting him for um, respectability. Um, or somewhat respectability in the Bush League and hoping to steal a championship from him in the Republic League. So um, good luck to, to him. And um, just want to thank everybody for hanging with you and I um, over the, uh, the season. It's been a, it's been a long season. Um, after this, this podcast, we're going to go to every other week into October and then once a month um, through the months of November through January and then come back, um, in, in February. But just want to thank everybody who did listen, um, for staying with us. Hopefully got a few, few laughs, um, in along the way. And if you haven't listened, um, we're taking notes and we're going to make more fun of you next year. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so wait, uh, the, the way you phrase that Tom's 59. Yes. Okay. All right. That helps me understand that better. <laughs> well, I tried to do it as a little bit of a paradox there, but, uh, you, you know, once again, you, you're, you're really good at puzzles, so kudos <laughs> yeah, to you. Yeah, I'm good at puzzles. Uh, I'm walking off with, I don't know if you've heard, but, uh, you know, with this budget thing that they're trying to pass, there's a pilot driving study that is part of the budget. Uh, to, what the hell is that? Right, so they're trying to figure out how to – the government's trying to figure out how to counterbalance all the electric type cars to to maintain the roads and the bridges because it's maintained through a gas tax and with all the electric cars out there now in hybrids people don't use as much gas so they're trying to figure out how to balance this and there there quite possibly could be a pilot driving study to monitor your mileage per year and then figure out how to charge people based on that, based on how much gas they would use. Right. That's what they're trying to figure out. So I'm going to write my Congressman and and Senate reps. I want to be a part of it. I want to, I want to try to do, I want to do this. If, if it passes, I think it'd be cool. Wait, wait, how would you, okay. So, so help me out here. Um, that's, first of all, that's very interesting. I guess I never really thought about that when you move to electric cars and, and just what they make from a gas tax. Um, how about this? How about they just, you know, have billionaires pay the same tax rate as I pay? Wouldn't that resolve everything? That that could resolve stuff, but I, I don't know if that's going to happen. Okay. From the I, I mean, that's too podcast. simple. Sorry. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I agree with that. But uh, if this thing if this thing passes, I think I think it would be cool to because really what I think it's a study on behavior. It's not a study on gas mileage, because if, if you you know if you were charged per mile, and it, they would try to equal it to what you pay in gas tax, which there's a lot of hidden costs in gas. Everyone's got sure. their hand in that. But and, I, I think and, it's and a don't study don't forget a lot of that's based upon the states too, right? Certain states have higher gas tax than others. When I I did a lot of reading on this past couple of days, Washington State has a forty nine and a half cent tax on every gallon. Wow. Yeah. I think Pennsylvania is between, I think it's 36, 36 or 33. But that's still a lot. And then the federal government has another 18 and a half cents. 
You know what? Would you go back if you had the chance to do it over again in terms of school? Because we've talked a lot on this podcast, and we, we listen to podcasts that involve um, behavioral economists. Do you find that fascinating? I do find it fascinating. Yeah, because that's okay. what I think. That, uh, this study is really a study on behavior and how if you were being charged per mile, your behavior would change. Right. I mean, you kind of you kind of are, but people don't look at it that way. You're right. It yeah. does have to do with their behavior. And, yep. and take it even further. If you have two teenage girls in your house, which both of us did, and they're driving your car. Oh, you're going to change your parenting <laughs> if, if you're being charged per mile. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah point. You, you would change that. Right. You, yeah. So it, I think it's really a study on behavior and I'd really like to be a part of it. And I don't know if it'll happen, but it'd be kind of cool to report. Right. Yeah, that's I mean, that's that's a really interesting point. I never really thought about that. And uh, I'd be interested if you follow up with this to see where this goes. I guess there's not going to be, you know, there's not going to be any immediate answers um, today. But, um, yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to see where this heads in the future. Yeah, I, I just think it'd be part of cool to do that. Uh, all right. So we're off next week. We will be back on the 17th of October. Yes. And then uh, probably once a month until, uh, you know, February and March roll around. Yeah. So uh, I would ask everybody just continue. If you have anything that comes up, any thoughts, uh, any comments, please still continue to text us. Look forward to uh, seeing everybody. We'll talk about it again next uh, in, on the 17th. But uh, hope to see everybody at the uh, championship gala, right? That's right. And uh, we're, we're going to walk off with uh, Joe Walsh, Walk Away, which is a Sewer Hawks walk-up song that we talked about last year. And he kind of walked away with the Bush League title. Nice, nice. Congratulations, Hawks. And I will see you in a couple weeks, Chief. All right, champ.